Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast, Cardinal Authority podcast, weekly podcast. I'm Cardinal Authority senior writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. Plenty to get through, as there always is. We will start right off with basketball, uh, men's and women's, as we're, well, it is March. So the madness is arriving, and in the COVID year, it's going to be a little more maddening. There's things that, you know, who knows how things are going to unfold. And some unfortunate news unfolding for Louisville men's basketball program this morning as we got word that uh, Malik Williams, the, the foot injury that he suffered in the overtime win at Duke, it's going to knock him out, it appears, for the rest of the season, out four to six weeks with, with the foot injury. And, Jody, not the way you want to really start your week, especially when it's March 1st and you're gearing up for the postseason. No, I, I feel bad for Malik. Yeah. I mean, more than anything, yeah, I feel bad for the team, and it stinks for everybody. But, I mean, I, I know how much Malik put into this, and – you know, the thing of it is, the craziness is they waited extra time this time for that foot to heal. And, you know, for whatever reason, something happened. And I, I went back and, you know, I, I see him start limping, but I don't really see what happened. So I'll be interested one day at some point <clears throat> to talk to Malik and figure out kind of what happened to him, um, because I I thought at some point I saw him step on a foot, but but I never really saw it when I went back and watched and uh, and just kind of kept an eye on him. So um, I, I just feel bad for him uh, and bad for his family. He's been through a lot. I, I do think um, – I think he now <clears> – <throat> he has to think about the future. Yep. And there's a couple ways to look at it. Um, come back and play another year because – Quite honestly, his draft stock and his NBA, his pro potential right now is not great. Um, I think he's got pro potential. Uh, I'm not sure he was ever going to be a guy that was going to be, you know, a first-round draft pick in the NBA. Uh, he could go somewhere and make a lot of money playing basketball. Um, but what does another year do for him? But the thing of it is, He's been through so much the last two years. Does he want to chance it and come back? So I, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's it's a very interesting story for him. And uh, like I said, I just hate it for him. Yeah, it could certainly go either way. You know, you could see the, I guess the pros and cons with either one. Uh, you know, come back and, and you know, and there's the risk that another injury pops up, and, and then you could potentially be done. At least in the eyes of the scouts, you know, if it heals, you know, just stay off of it. Uh, you know, spend you know months and months letting it heal up. Um, and then, you know, like I said, maybe G League and, or work your way into the NBA or maybe even go overseas and, and everything's okay. And, but, you know, but at least to start to, you know, that clock where he's starting to, to pull a paycheck professionally. So, yeah, like you, you know, I mean, obviously terrible news. You know, we had a chance to, to you know, Chris Mack met with the, I guess, the ACC coaches Zoom meeting this morning. And, you know, and, you know, Chris basically said he took the worst news, the news worse than, than Malik seemed to. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's a tough guy. Obviously, he's been through it. Uh, before, but you know, just a, a tough blow. I mean, he, he came in, you could see the as we all expected, once Malik got into this lineup, the impact that he was going to have for 
for this team. And, and that was starting to come to fruition. So, you know, really difficult, obviously for him, you hate it for the, the team as well. Uh, you know, it, it's just unfortunate, you know, that, that I guess his career continues to, to wind that direction. Yeah. And like I said, it just stinks. He, I thought he, I thought he played well in spurts there the other night. I thought he was a guy that uh, was a difference maker for, for this team. Um, the, the good, and, and I, I don't, I hate to use the word good when we're talking about this, but for the team, the positive, I guess, for the team is that it was only three games. So it's yeah. not like they've been, you know, I, I did think Jalen looked more comfortable the last two games playing the four when he didn't have to, you know, uh, when he didn't have to be the only guy in there, you know, the only big guy in there kind of thing, rebounding and, and, and be in the center spot. So it, it changes things back to where we were, you know, pre-pause. And, um, and again, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a big change for the team. It just stinks. And I know they're, I know they're all upset because he's such a leader, but um, that game the other night, I'm excited moving forward just to see, because I thought it was, um, I thought David Johnson played one of the worst games he could possibly play. Um, I thought Louisville had a stretch. Uh, I should say it, it about, of about 12 minutes, David. He was okay early, but even when he was making a couple of those plays early, there were a couple other ones that he should have made. Like the charge, I know it wasn't a charge on David, but if David runs that fast break like he's supposed to and doesn't get sped up, that's an easy dunk. Um, there were several other ones that were just easy layups or easy dunks if he does it without getting sped up. And I think that's the thing that um, he still, I, I just, I don't think, I, I'm not comparing him to, to Donovan or to Terry, but remember when Donovan and Terry were here, they still had that, it was almost, it's almost like they can't get it out of that fast gear at certain times. Unfortunately for David, it's a lot more than what it was for those guys. You know what I mean? They they were learning and, and got to a point where they learned. He still has yet to kind of learn how to get it out of that fast gear or it gets stuck in almost that fast gear for him. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I hate that because, you know, he's got to learn. And, he, and, and this team's only going to be as good as they can be if he learns how to do that. Yeah, you know, and going back to that game as well, what I really was impressed about is, you know, this was a game where they could have given up very easily. I mean, the 10-point lead at halftime um, dwindles away pretty quickly as Matthew Hurt just continued to torch him throughout the game, uh, you know, and Duke takes that, you know, a brief lead. I mean, they could have they could have easily collapsed, especially, you know, with Malik going down and then the getting into foul trouble. Um, but my goodness, I mean, Carly Jones continues to, you know, say, hey, look at me, I should be the ACC player of the year and, and kind of put the, the team on his back a little bit. Obviously, you had some big plays from other guys. You can't forget about Quinn, the first triple in, in overtime. But, you know, this team really showed some fight. Um, if, if you rewind the clock, you know, to early in the year, that was a big concern for them. And and with this game, especially at Cameron, and, of course, obviously the, the crazies aren't there, uh, but you're still on the road and, you know, and you're still playing – a team that had been extremely hot as of late winning that was a four in a row. Uh, Matthew Hurt sitting there doing whatever, whatever he wants to, you no matter what you try to do on them. Right. Uh, but, but they continued to fight um, and they came out in overtime um, and, and took care of business. I mean, to me, that was an impressive win facing, you know, 
a, a difficult opponent in a difficult place. And, and then the difficulties of, of seeing your big guy who everybody was excited to come back now going back down and then David Johnson going to the bench and then Jalen Withers going to the bench and still were able to, to come through and pull that in, you know, and, and quite honestly, it was a game that, uh, you know, 24 hours before that game tipped off. Well, even, you know, an hour or two before it tipped off, all the national pundits were like, you know, is Louisville on the right or the wrong side of the bubble? And, um, and, and, and clearly we haven't heard that discussion continue since they won that game. So um, that was a must win really for them. Uh, their first quadrant one win, win of the season. So a uh, big win for them. I like to, I like to see, you know, how they continue to fight through the, the challenges that they faced. And that's what you want to see, you know, heading into March, obviously losing Malik hurts, but like you said, he hasn't been there all year long. So this is back to the team that, that we've been watching all year long and, and hopefully they can continue to build off of that. They have a couple of big games coming up, Virginia tech, Virginia. Um, so we'll see how they finish out. Yeah. I, I just, um, it's, it's interesting to look at this week. Um, I think Virginia tech has obviously played better the other day uh, than, the, than they had been uh, than the first game when they were back from, uh, from their pause, they were, I'm trying to real quick to see how long was their pause. Their pause was February 6th through February 23rd. And then they got beat by 16 by Georgia Tech. And then they beat Wake Forest 84 to 46. So I'm not sure what team you get on Wednesday night from yeah. Virginia Tech. I think a little bit of in the middle kind of thing. Uh, and, and, you know, Louisville played them uh, – Louisville played them well. Uh, they, they only won by two in that game earlier in the year. But remember, that was um, that was right after Louisville uh, got back from, from their pause. So, no, actually, no, it wasn't. It was the like the fourth game back from pause. So, um, so Louisville beat them by two, but they were up by, you know, a, a good portion of that game. So, I, th this is an interesting one on Wednesday night. And uh, – it's crazy because if you look at the percentages right now, Louisville could finish. Uh, I mean, Louisville could still finish first in the league. It is a very, 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 very small chance. And I don't think that'll happen if they win one of their two games. I think they finish in the top five, don't they? If they win one of the two games, so I think yeah. they can kind of clinch. Favor, yeah. yeah. I think they can kind of clinch and, you know, a lot of things can happen this week. Um, you know, there's there's huge games throughout the week on, on the evening and, and, and starting tonight, uh, you know, with a with a big bubble game, I guess, uh, as Carolina and uh, Carolina and uh, uh, Syracuse, uh, you know, plays. So so I, I, I'm I'm thinking, Michael, that uh, that if Louisville can get this win, if Louisville can get the win um, on Wednesday night, the, then I, I think it puts them in the top four is my, that's just my gut. I don't, I'm not saying that it's for real or whatever, but I, I do. I think that, I think that, that, that this team finishes in the top four with the ups and the downs and the starts and the stops. You've got to be really happy, even though it's not a great ACC this week, this season. Yeah, and obviously, you know, going into the AC tournament, you love to be in those top four and get the buys that you, that you can, mm -hmm. uh, and potentially get that boost heading into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but yeah, I mean, considering everything this team has been through, you know, the, there are two long pauses, the two hugely embarrassing losses coming off of those pauses, to be to be in a position to where they are, they can get into those top four, one of those top four spots. Uh, you know, says something for this squad. Um, you know, I don't think they were massively 
high expectations coming into this season, uh, but they've continually risen to the challenge. Uh, you know, they've had, it's certainly been a roller coaster ride. Uh, guys learning on uh, you know, on the fly. Jalen Withers at the five. Uh, we're, we would love to see him more consistently at the four. Um, but again, you know, they've, we're watching them grow up. I mean, the progress, I mean, look at Samuel Williamson this year and the progress that he has made from the beginning until now. And we're hearing, you know, Chris Mack call him potentially one of the best rebounders in the ACC. You know, that's not a comment you would have heard about Sam, you know, game one or game two. Um, he, he's really starting to find his role um, and he, he's excelling in it. So this is a team that, yeah, it's been difficult to watch at times, but if, if you sit back and you think about and look at how the guys individually have changed throughout the year, it's been pretty impressive. And, you know, how that will translate into March, you know, I'm not expecting, you know, a final four run from this team or anything like that, but I'm excited to see how they do match up in the ACC, how, you know, how they can progress in the conference tournament. And then, you know, let, let's see if they can get to the Sweet 16 and, and, and roll the dice from there. But um, it, it's still, you know, it's it's one of those teams where you just don't know what to expect, opening round loss or, you know, potentially a 16, Sweet 16 run. So, um, yeah, so Louisville has, according to Kelly Dickey, Louisville has the uh, best shot to finish second in the league right now. They have less than a 1% chance to win it, 21% chance to finish second, 4% chance to finish third, 16% chance to finish fourth, 20% chance to finish fifth, 17% chance to finish sixth, 20% chance to finish seventh, and a 2% chance to finish eighth. So Louisville's probably going to finish somewhere uh, between, I would say between two and six. I guess if they lost both of them, it would they, then they would probably finish seventh. Uh, but uh, but between two and six, pretty much puts them in the bottom bracket of the uh, uh, puts them in that bottom bracket of the ACC tournament anyway, which puts them away from Florida State, which is where I want to be, <laughs> and it puts them. Uh, you know, it, it puts them in it puts them in, in evening games too, which I don't think is a big deal. Um, I, I do think Carly playing a lot of minutes is gonna is gonna be a factor coming down the stretch. But um, you know, hopefully he won't have to play 44 minutes in an overtime game. Everyone, I mean, if uh, you know, had I don't think they would have taken him out, and I don't think Carly would have come out if they'd have tried to take him out. He was like, no, I'm not coming out. Yeah. Uh, so, so there, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I do think they beat – for some reason, I think they beat Virginia this week. Uh, I know everybody gets all uh, kryptonite on that one, but uh, uh, but, I, but I think they beat Virginia on this week. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think if they can beat Virginia, they might get the sweep this week. And if you get the sweep, then you're certainly sitting at that number two spot getting in the ACC. And, uh, and Jody, I know we want to get to, to women's basketball as well. I mean, they went in their fourth consecutive ACC regular season title, but um, kind of want to, you know, take a look back. I mean, it's been a year. You were at the ACC tournament last year, um, and and that's when all the, the, the pandemic really kicked in. It, it was kind of part of the, I guess, somewhat of the theme with the ACC coaches uh, called it today. Um, yeah. It's kind of reminiscing. I mean, you were there. Uh, think about that from a year ago. Um, you have a basketball, you know, two teams on the floor getting ready to play. You know, Chris Mack was in his hotel room. Coaches were on their phone. What is happening here? I mean, what was it like for you? And, you know, obviously you've been through a lot in the last year since that happened. It, that was a weird, it was a, it was such a weird day because nobody kind of knew what was happening. And then all of a sudden um, I get on the elevator and this, this makes it even, it, this makes it even weirder. Okay. 
So kind of a backstory. I get on the elevator from my room and the door's about to shut and this hand opens the door and it's, and I look up and it's Quinn. And, you know, Quinn is a very, as much as he is on the floor with that emotion and, and that, uh, that, that, uh, that edge that he kind of has, he's a very soft-spoken kind of, well, I shouldn't say soft, he's outgoing, but he, but he does it in a way to where it's not like, he, he's, he doesn't have that edge off the floor, which I guess is a good thing, but he's a good kid. And um, he, he opens the door and he's like, can you believe this kind of thing? Like, and I don't remember exactly kind of his words, but more like, are you kidding me kind of thing? And I said, I know. And, you know, he was on his phone and I was on my phone and they were, he was going down to a team meeting and they had a team meeting to, to kind of tell everybody, everybody, the guys knew obviously yeah. because of social media, but, uh, but they were having a team meeting and, and uh, Vince and, uh, uh, and Chris and the staff were going to talk to them and Josh Hurd. Uh, in the athletic department, they were kind of talk to him and tell him what we were, what was happening. We we couldn't get a plane out that night. Um, we had to stay that night and get a plane out the next morning. It was like almost almost noon, I think, before we got the plane out that next morning. So um, so yeah, it it was it was kind of weird and kind of creepy. And 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 even a crazier story is that night Quinn got sick in the hotel and at that time nobody knew what you know i mean the 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 the, the symptoms and all that kind of good stuff you know whatever so um uh he drove i'm not sure who drove him home but they someone drove him from greensboro to louisville to get tested because they thought okay he might have this crazy virus that everybody's talking about right now yeah well he didn't um, but we all, everybody took the precaution. And, uh, and when we got back, I, I mean, I remember thinking, you know, I'm not going to do a whole lot till I find out for sure if, uh, you know, I didn't do anything until I found out for sure that that night that, and, you know, it wasn't like a now where you can get the test results back in a few hours. Yeah. You know, this is, this is March 12th, I guess, or 13th or whatever it was. And so, so yeah, so kind of a weird, um, just a weird start to it all. And, uh, you know, then when I got sick, I was thinking back, I'm like, man, did I, you know, and, and, and my doctors have said, there's no way you got it in Greensboro because it was too long of a period of time in between and, and that kind of thing. But at the time, you know, nobody knew and nobody knew kind of thing, but yeah, it all started, uh, um, it all started in a lobby in a hotel in Greensboro where everybody just kind of looked at each other and was like, well, what the hell's going on here? You know? And, uh, and I'll never, for, yeah, I'll never forget like Paul Rogers and I were sitting in the lobby that, that Friday, that morning getting ready, you know, preparing for the game. I, we were playing Syracuse, right? Yeah. We were, they were, they were going to play Syracuse and uh, Florida state was actually, we were like, okay, are we going to play or not? And everybody's like, ah, I don't know. And then Gus Allen, who's our producer on the radio called and said, Hey, I'm at this, I'm at the arena and uh, Florida State's out there warming up. And I'm like, cool, we're going to actually have some basketball. And then games started getting canceled. And it's just such a weird, surreal kind of year that I don't even know. Uh, I don't know where to start with it all. Uh, at some point, someday, uh, we're going to look back and go, yeah, that was kind of a fun year. Not, I, don't, I don't mean fun in the word, yeah, yes, let's go have some fun. But just how, how many weird things have happened throughout this year or so. But here we are. And uh, – we're about to go back to Greensboro, I think, yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and 
and, and it, I have full faith that, that it's going to happen. So, you know, obviously a lot has changed over the years and, and numbers, you know, continue to, to, to go down, which is fantastic to hear. And vaccines are rolling out. So um, hopefully, you know, we're, we're starting to get this thing behind us. But, uh, but the, you know, the women, you know, pick up their fourth consecutive regular season ACC uh, championship yesterday with a big win at Notre Dame. Uh, Dana Evans, again, another huge game. Five, five of them, you know, scored in double figures. Um, I mean, Jeff Walls, I mean, like, like Dana said after the game, it's, it's become the standard for Jeff Walls program is to win the ACC regular season title. And I like the comments that they were saying afterwards. Um, they, they've got three trophies they want to get and one's down. Obviously now they got the ACC tournament and then the, the NCAA tournament uh, coming up as well, but uh, another great year uh, for Jeff Walls and his staff. I know there's some, you know, I, I know I was stunned yesterday, Jody, when, when they were showing off the, the women's seating. And, you know, and of course, this doesn't take into account Louisville's win over Notre Dame, but they had, you know, the Cardinals at number three. Now, what are they, 21 and two? It uh, was kind of a, you know, made the jaw hit the floor a little bit, but fantastic. Yeah. For Jeff Walls and them. I, 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 to me, yes, that, yeah, that the, 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 a three, a three seed didn't surprise me. The nine kind of, you know, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, I just know that I, to me, everybody talks about the ACC and I know Coach Walls has said it and all that kind of stuff, but after watching it, I, I'm not sure how strong the ACC really is, you know, this year. That's, that's kind of what I think the committee might be looking at a little bit is, yeah, yes, they're twenty-one and two, and they're fourteen and two, uh, and and and, on, and quite honestly, they 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 laid an egg at Florida State. Okay, so they laid an egg at Florida State. They're going to get to perhaps redeem that next week because Florida State ended up getting the four seed. Uh, so if Louisville wins one game, there's a potential that they would play them uh, Saturday at noon in the uh, uh, in the semifinals. But I but I just think that Louisville still has some work yet to do. Uh, to impress the committee, and I think they've got to get who look whoever wins, whoever wins the ACC tournament, if it's Louisville or NC State, I think is going to get a one seed. So I don't know that the, the that the ratings really matter right now. I guess is where I'm coming. One of those two teams was going to be a, a three seed at this point in the ratings, just because um, I I think the the committee is looking at the league saying. It might not be nearly as strong. What I was happy about yesterday is Haley Van Lith still didn't shoot it well, but 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals for her in 30 minutes. Mikasa Robinson, five for five. Uh, she's going to do everything else. If they get scoring out of her, it makes them really, really tough. You know, Elizabeth Dixon, 12 and 10 for Kiana Smith. So they got, and Olivia Cochran, eight points. They got balanced scoring yesterday. Um, I just don't think, um, I just, I just don't think that this team with Dana doing it all is going to go as far as this team is with others scoring in double figures. If they can get three in double figures every night, you know, Dana's going to get her 18, 20, 25, 26 is what it's been here recently. You know, she's going to get that. If you can get two others scoring in double figures, you're really going to be tough to beat them. But with her doing it on her own, they're not they're not going to go very far. I just I just you you have to you have to have others. Yeah, and especially as you, as you progress and you're facing you know more more challenging teams. I mean, 
the further you go, the, the tougher the opponent and, and they'll do whatever they can to make it difficult on, on Dana. And, and that, you know, that typically will make her shooting percentages go down. And then, like you said, it becomes difficult, you know, and we've seen that a couple of times throughout the year, even in games that they've won where they've had to come back uh, late in games and, and she's kind of, you know, she's kind of pulled with Carly or maybe Carly's pulling a, a Dana where they're kind of, you know, carrying the team, you know, late into games. But, uh, you know, I think with their win over Notre Dame and I think it was Arizona that lost, uh, they've probably, and again, we're not there yet because you, you got to wait till the tournaments are all the way over. But if it were today, I think Louisville has probably slipped back or risen back into a two. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, you know, you know, so they're they're in great shape. And quite honestly, quite honestly, I don't know that it was. I don't know that ev- that there would ever have been a bracket put out that Louisville and NC State both aren't in the top two or on the on the one the one or the two seed line. I just I, again, I think they're the two best teams in this league. It's a very good league. I just don't think it's a great league like it has been in in, a, in the last couple of years. Um, you know, when Notre Dame is the sixth seed in that in the league, I don't I don't think they're very good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I just don't think they're very good, and they're the sixth seed. Uh, you know, in the in, in the tournament. So yeah, I think Louisville's back on the. I think Louisville right now would be a two seed today, and I think uh, uh, if they win the tournament. Uh, which I do believe uh, that they will do. Um, I think they pop back up to the one seed line, to the fourth one seed line, or even the number one two seed line, which quite honestly this year, they don't really mean as much um, as, uh, as they have in the past. So, all right. So good luck to coach walls and, uh, and the staff there for the uh, going into it big week for Louisville baseball, because they start ACC play this weekend yeah. and talking about a league that I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's really good. But you don't know because I think they're going to beat up on each other so much this year, just how good they're going to be uh, until we get to the postseason. Uh, but a Georgia Tech team that goes into NC State and sweeps the Wolfpack. Louisville's got Moorhead State on Tuesday at 3, and then Georgia Tech Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 4-2-1 and one is what it's scheduled right now. So uh, tough schedule this week for the Cards. Yeah, and talk about rising. I mean, the, the new polls came out today, perfect game. Moves the Cardinals to number one. How about that, Jody? Yeah, um, I know. Even after dropping one of the games against Western Illinois, which, you know, all honesty, I expected a, a sweep out of them. But, you know, that's what us pundits can do. Uh, but still, they rose to number one, and they're in the top five of all the other major polls as well. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's an interesting year. We've already seen, you know, a large unavailable list, you know, kind of create a little bit of havoc uh, with the pitching staff. So it was interesting to see how – Dan McDonald and, and pitching coach Roger Williams handled it this this past weekend against Western Illinois. And we'll see how it progresses uh, moving forward. But you know, had to shift some you know some folks around, and uh, you, had, you know different guys making unique you know different like Michael Kirian up for closer of the year was your game two starter. Uh, and, you know, Adam Elliott, your your game two starter of last week, was the first out of the pen on, on day two or in that second game. So uh, doing some mixing around, they've still got some guys that are trying to find their swing. Alex Vanellis has been off. It seems like from eternity from, from not only from COVID, but from a hand injury, he's still trying to, you know, shake the rust off and find his, his timing at the plate. Lucas Dunn uh, still trying to, you know, become consistent at the plate, but you've, you've got some guys that are, that are really swinging it well though in Henry Davis and, and Cameron Masterman, Jody. I mean, those two have come yeah. out blazing. They have. And I, and I think that, look, the unavailable list thing, um, you know, in the long run, when you've got depth, it could yeah. create some, it, some things. Um, I, I, I think Christian Napchek is probably the best defensive infielder that Louisville has right now. 
uh, and he was forced into a start on Saturday in game one uh, because Dalton rushing was unavailable for the weekend uh, for Louisville uh, or una yeah, unavailable for the weekend for Louisville. I think rushing played against Eastern Kentucky, didn't he? Yeah. 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 He played against Eastern Kentucky <clears throat> then was unavailable for the weekend. And I'm not sure if they're going to have him. I don't think they'll have him tomorrow. And I believe he'll be back for next week or for the weekend, but I'm not positive. Um, but with the guy like that out, uh, and then Ben Bianco had struck out seven of his previous eight plate appearances. So Dan McDonald trying to figure something out, moves Alex Benellis to first, yep. Lucas Dunn to third, puts Napchek in at, uh, uh, at shortstop, and then, throw, and, and then has Cooper Bowman there at, uh, at, at second. And then in the second game, puts Borden at third and moves Dunn over, back over to shortstop, and Napchek came out. I, I, you know, you can find things in, uh, in strange places, and when you have an unavailable list and you might be missing a guy – who knows? Somebody might get Wally pipped at time because I really do think Napchek, um, I think Dunn is fine at, at, at short, but I think Louisville might be better with Napchek at, at short because he's so good defensively, Dunn at third and Benellis at first. We'll just have to wait and see what they do. But I think we're going to see uh, after last week and, 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 and that happening, I think we will see um, – uh, Benellis at first a little bit more, you know, I really do. Yeah. You know, and Napchik, you know, showed off a pretty nice glove a couple of times there when, when he was in, um, you know, defensively they had some miscues and, you know, even with Henry Davis behind the plate with a pass ball that really came back to hurt them in that, uh, what was it? The, the Friday loss, uh, to Western Illinois. Um, but still, um, I mean, this is a team, I mean, it's early in the season. You can still t tell that they're finding themselves. And I think that's the same, the case throughout the country. I mean, there's been a lot of movement. If you watch the polls um, already, you know, with teams losing and, you know, and to, to games you didn't think they would lose. I mean, there were a lot of top rated teams that lost to, uh, you know, to some teams that were kind of expected to sweep like Louisville was against Western Illinois. Uh, so, so that's, that's kind of what you expect this year. What's unique is and you mentioned it they're going to georgia tech this weekend this is a lot earlier for acc play which kicked in actually last weekend for some programs um than we're used to and obviously that that's related to the the scheduling changes because of the ongoing pandemic um you know so 36 games in the league this year and and when you look at the polls i mean you know the, the acc on paper looks like it's gonna be pretty tough but like you said a moment ago they could be beating each other up a lot i mean uh, Miami really impressive when they started, uh, you know, against Florida, the number one team to, in the nation to, to, to begin the year, took two of three from the Gators. And then they go one and two last week, you know, NC state, the top 25 team, as you mentioned, gets swept by Georgia tech, who now jumps from 20 to 10 in the perfect game ranking. So, um, you know, big, big, you know, let, let's let Louisville take care of Morehead state. They should certainly win that game, but really curious to see how things measure up when they get down to Atlanta uh, this week. And, and, Things get really, really serious really quick. Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, when you think about that, Carolina won two of three from number 12, Virginia. Virginia yep. Tech took two of three from Miami. Boston College uh, took two of three from Duke. And Notre Dame took two of three from uh, Wake Forest. That was all unranked teams beating ranked teams uh, in, in league play last week. Not to mention Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh sweeping their series. And Pittsburgh swept – Florida State at Florida State. So those were unranked teams at the, at the time. Again, Georgia Tech was the only one of those that, was, that were ranked. 
uh, that beat NC State, who would, at the time was ranked in the top 10. So um, you're talking about a lot of different uh, uh, things. Louisville and Clemson, the only teams that didn't start league play out last weekend. So uh, that's, that's an interesting little side note as, uh, uh, again, the cards uh, pretty much to this point finished um well they are finished on the weekend they have no more weekend series every other weekend series uh they've got at georgia tech boston college at nc state note at notre dame wake forest florida state at virginia pittsburgh <clears throat> at clemson duke at north carolina miami the next 12 weekends are all 12 straight weekends of ACC competition. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty brutal stretch. Yeah, and then you throw in losses and then you throw in midweek games. You got two against Kentucky coming up. You got Vanderbilt coming up. So, you know, yeah, it's not going to be easy much at all. So uh, yeah. they're certainly going to be tested uh, throughout the year. And if they're the number one team, well, they're going to have plenty of opportunities to show that they're the number one team. So um, again, we'll be at the Cardinal authority providing, you know, start to finish coverage and hopefully finishes back in Omaha and, Looking forward to it. To have been out there a couple series already this year. We'll be back out there tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you stay logged on to Cardinal Authority for, for continuing coverage. Before we do move on to football, Jody, do you want to mention for those who for some reason haven't noticed or, or, or seen it on the homepage, running a fantastic promotion right now uh, where you can get an annual subscription, VIP subscription from Cardinal Authority, which includes, you know, obviously all the great content that you can find on the homepage, all the, the recruiting scoops, the team insight that you get on the message board. You can read all the premium message boards uh, from ac across the network as well. Um, you'll get access to the, the, the network's national recruiting analysts. I mean, and on and on and on. Plus, on top of that, you get the, the CBS All Access, which, you know, in a couple of days is going to become Paramount Plus. So if that interests you, and I know for me, I'm enjoying the CBS All Access. I'm looking forward to it you know, even becoming more valuable uh, when it becomes uh, Paramount Plus. But even without them, I mean, obviously we believe Cardinal Authority is well worth uh, and the dollars that you might spend. I think that averages out to about $5 a month if you take advantage of this opportunity. So um, go check it out at cardinalauthority.com on the homepage. You can also find it on our message boards. Um, and it might be uh, something that, that you want to jump into. So plenty of great local content, plus some of the best streaming stuff as well. So go check that out. But uh, um, Football's going on, Jody. Spring football. Yeah, it, play it, it, Can you believe it? Uh, and football is almost over. Yeah. Quite yeah. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Makes, which makes it uh, kind of crazy. Um, there, I was just looking for my football schedule because they are – let's see. Today is March 1st, right? Yeah, one, yep. two, three, four. They only have six practices left uh, of, of football. So uh, – uh, they've got Monday and Wednesday of this week and then Monday, Wednesday. Uh, I think they might have Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday of this week, and then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. Um, how crazy is it to think that they're almost finished with spring football? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into spring football um, as, uh, as we move on a little bit. There's, there's some, some storylines and some things, uh, but, but again, Nothing too earth-shattering from what we've heard so far. Um, you know, a lot of praise for Kendrick Duncan, a lot of talk about the depth on the offensive line. And uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in the, the wide receivers more than anything, just because yeah. we know they've got to replace so many of those guys. 
And I think uh, an interesting story that Scott Satterfield brought up when he talked to us, what was it, Wednesday, I'm thinking, of last week. Uh, you know, we were talking about the, the running backs, and he brought up Gregory DeRozier's. Uh, De Thank you very much. Um, the former walk-on wide receiver came to Louisville for, to be a track guy, you know, a speedster who's now bulked up about 205 pounds. Uh, so, you know, he's become, I guess, an interesting uh, side storyline that we didn't expect. But, but for me, um, you know, I think the storylines that we're hearing are all positive. Um, I like, uh, you know, in our discussions with Pete Thomas, the quarterbacks coach, and with, uh, with Malik Cunningham, I like uh, what we're hearing from the quarterbacks, how they're working on his, his footing to, you know, improve his presence in the pocket and things like that, which, you know, obviously he's going to have a, a much more bulked up, fully completely experienced offensive line coming back. So I think there's a lot of positives there. But like you, uh, to me, running backs and wide receivers are the two things that I'm most concerned about in addition to the middle of the defensive front. Um, they've, got, they've got injury there. Uh, it's already been mentioned. They're going to continue to look, uh, maybe find somebody that could transfer in. Uh, later in the year to give them some beef, you know, add some late beef there, uh, which they need. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to, to you know, I, I wish we could be out there watching all of the, all of the spring practice. But again, like you said, what we're hearing has been positive so far. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We, um, we'll get to talk to Marshawn Ford and Stu Holt uh, this evening. And then uh, we've talked to quite a few of the, of the coaches, but still not, not everybody to this point. So, uh, uh, but, I, but again, I'm excited to be able to talk to um, I, I'm excited to be able to talk to Gunnar Brewer and hear what he has to say about the, uh, about the guys um, as far as um, his guys are concerned. And then, you know, the other one, the, the other one is the running backs and, 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 and quite honestly, the safeties because they've got a new coach uh, Greg Esparto, they've got new guys, and we've heard a lot about Kendrick Duncan, but, uh, uh, you know, Lovey Jenkins, no Josh Minkins in the spring is going to put him really behind, I think. So um, I'll be interested to see what they have to say. There's not a lot of them, but uh, but the safeties are, are, are young and so far have been impressive. They have, you know, and obviously you have some newcomers there, uh, Ben Perry being one of them with a, a lot of high expectations coming in, so. Um, if you're a safety, that's certainly an opportunity and uh, clearly what helped to attract Kendrick Duncan uh, to come to Louisville because the, the opportunity is there uh, to shine. You know, and, you know, I guess a side development that we've been seeing, and you had a great story on it a few days ago uh, on the homepage of CardinalAuthority.com, is, you know, the additions, the growth of the, the recruiting room uh, for Scott Satterfield's staff. Obviously, we're quite familiar with what Pete Noct is doing there, uh, but that's a, that's a room that continues to grow. And you know, and probably has needed to in the last few years. Uh, so Louisville finally, I guess, maybe kind of catching up to speed uh, to programs that they want to, you know, compete with, you know, on a national level. Uh, so it's nice to see them, you know, increasing there as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. I, I just think um, um, don't get too uh, your hopes up too much as far as the recruiting room and there being like all these magical commitments and things like that happening. Look, David Cooper's got really good contacts, uh, but now he has to sell those contacts on, on coming to Louisville. And so not that he's not going to do it. I, I just think that when you make changes, you don't see normally in, in recruiting, especially in football recruiting, it does take a little time and it does take a little bit of 
uh, of time. David Cooper's not even on not even on campus yet. First of all, uh, I think he might be today. I think he might be this week, but he was hasn't he hadn't been on campus uh, as of late last week. So um, those, those those things will happen, but those things take time for people not to get to, okay, this is going to be a commitment right now, or this is going to happen right now. And remember, and we're going to say this over and over and over and over again until next December, but there's not going to be very many high school recruits in the class of 2021, a handful, and that's it, because they have to get some older guys to, to adjust the, the, the numbers of the roster. I mean, you, you, you really, you do. I mean, Right now, it does, you know, with all the, with the guys that have been in the transfer portal, there's still 54 guys. I think it's 53 now, uh, 50, 50 plus guys that are in the freshman class. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot. So you've got to, you got to balance out the numbers. And in order to do that, they're going to have to bring in some, some transfer portal, some grad students and, you know, portal guys and that kind of thing. So, but still, you know, it's, it's good to see them, you know, making those commitments, you know, new graphics people. You mentioned Coach Cooper, um, and they're going to continue to make improvements as there as well. So heading in the right direction for sure. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, for Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Dimling. This has been a, a our weekly edition of the Cards Cast. If anything happens, we saw one last week, a, yeah. a, commitment, a commitment issue with Matt Cross. Um, I don't expect anything this week, but if anything does, we will – be on top of it and have you covered. If not, we'll see you next week.